Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Um, Good morning, guys. It is 7.30 a.m. and... I already feel like a zombie. Uh, welcome, welcome in, Scott. How you doing? Uh, you feeling better uh, compared to last night? What a wild first round! I just want to say real quick. I know that we kind of sometimes got gruff for turning the randomness up, and people were like, "Oh, your mock draft's not realistic." If we put what happened last night on our mock draft, people would have said we're certifiably insane. The draft is always wild. Buckle up and embrace the randomness. Good morning, happy Friday. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I didn't have the best day for a multitude of reasons yesterday, and uh, mm. the draft didn't help. Um, but Nick, as an Atlanta sports fan, and I mentioned, you know, people like, oh, sorry. It's like, listen, I don't live and die with the Atlanta Falcons. I don't, they, 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 I've passed that ship sailed a long time ago. Yeah. Um, however, I get angry when people do stuff that's just dumb. I, that makes me mad. And I mentioned the fact talking about, you know, I'm not, I, I really don't like Arsenal FC. I, I don't like them. They're a London rival to Chelsea where my fandom actually is, but they did something really stupid with a player I don't like. And I was pissed. I'm like, they, they, I'm like, you're just flushing $30 million down the drain. I'm pissed. I'm pissed about it when people do stupid stuff because as a professional in sports, you're like, man, give me 1% of that just to not be stupid. And I'll take it. I'll make 300 grand just to save you 30 million just by not being morons. So I get I get fired up about that type of stuff. But I'm telling you, Nick, I got it figured out. Ah, Well, I'm curious to hear hear how you have it figured out. (laughs) And I'm also excited to talk about day two because day two is always my favorite day three. You know, you start to get to be like, who the heck is that guy? And I watch a good bit of players. But, you know, once you get to like round six or seven, a lot of those guys are, oh, I knew the name, but I did not have time to watch the actual film of that guy. But let's say hello to some in the chat here. Sunny days coming in saying good morning, Broncos country. Happy Friday. Happy, happy first day of the draft for Broncos country. And uh, we also got EJ in the house saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. Excited for Broncos pick 64. If they stay at pick 64, we'll see about that. Um, Clee saying, coming in saying Drake London or AJ Brown. Yikes. Well, Drake London is uh, cheap, and AJ Brown is about to. What was AJ Brown's contract? It was it was twenty five oh million. It was about four for one hundred. Uh, the the thing is, is as part of that deal, Clee, he would have had to have agreed to a new contract, and he yeah. wasn't ever going to agree to a new contract. Then rebuilding stages of where the Falcons are, so yeah. that that's they wouldn't. He would have even if you could make that move. He even if he couldn't veto it, he would have vetoed it. He would have said, "I'm not going there." I'll play, yeah. I'll, I'll sulk for a year and then leave. And so that, that move couldn't have happened. Yeah. It's a uh, man. Eagles had themselves a good draft going up and getting Jordan Davis right before uh, the Ravens were going to take him. And uh, we have a few connections in the Ravens front office. And apparently Ravens general manager, Eric DaCosta was literally on the phone with Jordan Davis when he got the call from the Eagles saying, yep, we moved up and got you. So Ravens were ready to take him at 14. They end up getting Kyle Hamilton. I don't think they're going to shed any tears about that. But uh, no, and that's cool. Real quick, a programming note, Nick. It yeah. says Mile High Huddle up here. 
we are simulcasting to all Falcons <clears throat> Facebook page. So this is Broncos for breakfast. This is forging the Falcons. Thought we'd bring in the whole, you know, Chad likes to say the whole fam damnly. Well, we're, we're really going to bring them all in here. So yeah. we're bringing everybody in. So you are in the right place. You should recognize the faces. We're the only two that have done forging the Falcons. So you should recognize the faces. And uh, we're going to talk a lot of first round, which and then into the second round, which is very important for both teams yeah. and obviously for the NFL in general. But we're, we're going to do a lot of football talk. You are in the right place, Falcons fans. We're going to talk Falcons. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jeremy says, let's take it easy on Scott this morning. Uh, Scott can take it. And he said he figured it out. So we're going to hear what he has to say. But let's keep saying hello to some people in here. Going to be a great day. Absolutely. Day two is my favorite. I'm super excited. Um, rough one for the Falcons fans. And CC, uh, Luke Wright comes in and says, good morning, Nick and Scott. Uh, Mark Anthony's in the house. Good to see you, Mark. Always love seeing that uh, very beautiful golden retriever dog there in your picture. Hope hope they're doing well. You need got to tell us the name there. Uh, good morning. Thank goodness we paid Cortland and Patrick. Wide receiver market is just bonkers and hopefully calms down before Judy contract. Uh, definitely possible. I'm curious to see if, given how crazy the market is, if Judy becomes a little bit more expendable for the Broncos uh, to help get some 2023 draft capital. It's harder. It's easier to trade him. He's going to have more value because he's on his rookie contract than the contracts that you already restructured get up, up in guarantees for Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. But uh, I... I can't say this directly, but I all but guarantee that the Broncos were getting calls last night on Jerry Judy after seeing what happened with the market yesterday. Just everybody's probably calling out wide receivers, freaking out because how the wide receivers came off the board. Well, I, I don't know. See, that was one of the things that Carl said last night that I, I didn't necessarily agree with talking about, you know, taking these guys are going to be expensive. No, it's just the opposite. Yep. You take them while they're cheap. You, the, the run on the wide receivers is because of the wide receiver market. I say it all the time. Why do they overreach for quarterbacks? You know, why why was I why were we upset, Nick, about uh the Falcons passing on Justin Fields and the, the Broncos taking passing on Justin Fields? Because it's freaking expensive yeah. to get a quarterback, to move up to get a quarterback if one becomes available. Now, this really happened this year was strange. You know, we had several quarterbacks move. Russell Wilson, you know, it worked out, but yeah. it isn't always going to be like that. And if you try and move up, you end up paying Trey Lance money to get Trey Lance, you know, out of North Dakota or North Dakota State or wherever the hell he was from. I didn't watch him play in college. I'm not sure anybody did. So doing that now, you're starting to see, okay, I'm going to take a chance on a couple of wide receivers that I'm paying $25 million over four years. Yeah. Uh, and then give them, you know, 11 or 12 in year five. Or am I, if I hit, you know, am I going to, if I'm going to have to try and get one of these guys? you know, for $25 million a year. No, no, no. Wide receivers, get them in the draft, get them young. Let somebody else pay them. There will be a market correction, Nick. There will be, there always is. Yeah. It's I'm just, when's the bubble going to happen? You know, when's it going to pop? But uh, right now we are in a crazy wide receiver world and good shout out, good shout out by Mark uh, Anthony there about George Payton going out there and paying Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. I mean, if I was those guys agents, I'd be like, hold up. <laughs> You guys aren't going to training camp. We're we're holding out, man. The quarterbacks here, they need you. Um, this is and God, hopefully, don't give this to their agent guys. But uh, crazy, crazy good deals. Um, Dom coming in here saying good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. That was really awesome. How five of our Georgia Bulldogs of your Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know. I don't know if it's our over here. I'm I, our Iowa Hawkeyes went. We got a pick in the first round, so I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm, um, I'm they're still my Georgia boys wherever they go. Um, okay. If they're from Georgia, you know, um, yeah. that's how I keep track of them. I, I actually went to Auburn. So I, I'm not a, a Georgia Bulldog, but I am a Georgia high school biased 
homer without yeah. a doubt. I am a Georgia boy, even if yeah. I'm not a Georgia dog. Yeah, and uh, it continues on. Five players in the defense were first picks. Go dogs! Yeah, that was a. I said it last night. That defense was the equivalent to LSU's. Was it 2019 offense? Um, just superstars galore. We're not going to see many defenses like that uh, ever, and not many. I think going forward to just the the embarrassment of riches was insane. Bradley Conger. Good morning, Broncos country. Kenneth coming in, razzing us, saying with the second round pick, the Falcons select Sky Moore. Um, well. Skymore probably comes off the board quickly today. Because... Well, listen, let's let's get into that. Um, okay, let's do it. Let's get into that a little bit because uh, Jason Heller, he's coming in on Facebook too. He's just saying, he's saying, should have taken four of the wide receivers and traded up for uh, defensive uh, or sauce. Could have taken Jay Johnson later. Could have taken Cross or Penning. Could have traded down. All these could are better than options. I My instant reaction was on there yesterday, and I'm like, listen, and my friend texted me the same thing. It's like, if they were going to go wide receiver, why not just go Jamison Williams? Because, you know, he's the best guy. Well, is he? You know, you listen to Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith last night. They're, they're, they adhere to this best player available thing. They said, no, if this is how our board fell. If it was close, maybe we go to a different position. But in their mind, it wasn't close. All right, fine. That's what you're saying publicly. Now, as I'm looking at the board and I'm thinking who's available here, I'm thinking, see, this is why I'm pissed off. Because George Pickens is still there. Christian Watson's still there. Sky Moore's still there. All better value. Then this guy at number eight, when you can't protect the passer, you can't rush the passer, you can't do anything. It's just kind of a waste. Now, then I think, wait a minute. If they really do adhere to this best player available and Christian Watson or George Pickens is there at 43, why not? Why the F not No, absolutely. go another wide receiver? And then you know what? At 82, get Calvin Austin. Go all in. This is a freaking rebuild. I know it's I've gone nuts, but it, it actually is. It makes sense. We just talked about all the reasons you want wide receiver. This 2022 team is going to be a freaking disaster. Yeah. Get your receivers now. Why not? The oldest one of the bunch would be two of the rookies. Calvin Austin and uh, Christian Watson are both will, be, will both be 23 this year. Six, five, Christian Watson, six, five, Drake Jackson, six, six, Kyle Pitts. Five eight four three Calvin Austin running your four in the slot. Yeah. All yeah. right. Now project that four years from now and tell me if it makes any sense. Why not? Why yeah. not? Man, yeah, this... the hell with it. Go all in. If you're gonna be stupid, be full stupid. I'm not gonna say the other thing from Tropic Thunder, but you know what? It might just be crazy genius. And uh and Dean Peace. He's talking about Dean Peace and uh, the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. I typed it in a chat. I said, Dean Peace has left the chat. I put that on Twitter today. He's he's just gone. He's like, man, to hell with this. I'm going back fishing. I'm not doing <laughs> this stuff. But uh, why, Nick, why not? Why I mean, not just go and get these guys? That was one of the things I don't like. Is like, man, I'd much rather have uh, Christian Watson or George Pickens at 42 and have used eight somewhere else. Why yeah. not just load up? We, it's the same reason we talked about taking Sauce Gardner in the, at number eight if he was there, or Derek Stingley, or, or for my point, Kyle Hamilton. You've, your best player on the team is A.J. Terrell. Mm-hmm. Turn it into a strength. All of a yeah. sudden, your wide receiver room went from, oh, my God, who the F are these guys, to is this a basketball team with a point guard walking out here? And, yeah. oh, my God, they can run and catch? It'd be pretty interesting. So – I'm I'm for it, dude. Go all in. Yeah, I don't 
I think you maybe went a little too all in there talking with uh, after you mentioned uh, taking Pickens slash Skymore slash Christian Watson, but Broncos just a couple years ago. That's just that's just three. That's three of their yeah. first four picks. Yeah, you, you need four wide receivers. The Falcons don't have one right now. The biggest thing for me is that you're not spacing out those contracts. And then you have three guys hitting essentially all at the same time, depending on Drake London's uh, fifth year option, which is just the finances of that are a bit concerning. Um, but if all three hit, you're pretty happy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and the Falcons, too, you still could go wide receiver at that pick, but there's still some really good trench players available, too. I'm shocked uh, to see Arnold Ebichetti, to see Boye Mave, to see Travis Jones. Um, I mean, Drake Jackson, I thought I had a chance to go around one last night. You still have... Uh, those guys all available. I'm hoping one lands on the Broncos. Still got some good cornerbacks. Um, Andrew Booth is there. Maybe you want to go all Clemson uh, cornerback room there with AJ Terrell across from AJ Booth. That would make some sense. A couple good safeties still available too. So it's still a, uh, there's still plenty of talent to be had. And uh, Drake Jackson, I, if he was your number one wide receiver and you knew that the wide receiver is going to come off the board like that, then I get it. Ideally you trade back to where the Detroit lions, uh, took Jamison Williams. Now, granted, it sounds like Vikings wanted to trade back, so that's kind of hard to do. Um, but you had the top wide receivers in top four, I would say, in Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jamison Williams all come off the board in, God, was it four picks? Like five picks? Um, boof, poof. There goes tier one wide receivers. You couldn't and, even. And Nick, that's how you're going to be that. judged. That's that's yeah. how you're going to be judged. Uh, Fontenot said that he uh that they got some they got some talk they got some offers but nothing that really made mm -hmm. sense for them so i'm like okay listen you know and that, that's how i judged it last year nick yep um well or in, in this case didn't judge it because i was ignorant i didn't have all the information what do you think of terry Fontenot? i'd like to know what he was offered for that number four last year yeah. you know to move down before i have it and i would have liked to know what he was offered to move down because not only are you talking about the ravens getting a guy i love every year uh, and Kyle Hamilton, who I said you should take at eight. Yeah. Um, so you're being judging as Kyle Hamilton in this case, a, a local kid, Georgia boy, uh, Atlanta kid that that went up to Notre Dame from Marist that is going to be an all pro. Yeah. But you also passed on five other guys yeah. that uh, that went in the next 10 picks. So if you had a chance to move down and accumulate draft capital in a place that you are in, for a team that's awful and the roster is awful, you're also going to be judged by those other wide receivers. So it, yeah. was, it was risky. It was risky to stay there and take Drake London. Yep, it was. And uh, you're right. You'll be judged. on If he is wide receiver one at, with that run there, then honestly, good pick. Uh, I agree with you on the whole that it doesn't make as much sense long-term uh, to take a wide receiver here. Or I guess immediately doesn't make as much sense, but this isn't an immediate selection. This is about the long-term of the Falcons. And, you know, who are they going to block? Who's going to rush the passer? Does it matter? Because you're not playing for W's in 2022. You're playing for a top three draft pick. And uh, call it tanking. Don't call it tanking. The roster speaks for itself. Uh, Peter Middleton coming in saying, hey, Nick and Scott, what's up? We also got some super chats coming in. Thank you guys for supporting us as all of our shows are fan funded and brought to you by super chats like Elliot D sponsoring the show today. Thank you, Elliot. Saying good morning, gents. I'm one of the few who loves re-signing Gordon. Any news on Callahan possibly resigning? Thanks from Page, Arizona. Well, hello in Page, Arizona. Hope you're doing well. I love the um, re-signing of Melvin Gordon, too, because we've talked about it. The Broncos' offense and the way it's likely to function is going to be greatly dependent on the running backs being able to be enough of a threat for teams not to just sit in two deep safety shells and to play dime defense. And because Russell Wilson doesn't really utilize the short middle of the field that much, that puts even more 
onus of that pressure on the running back to get that done. So Javante Williams alone, a lot of uh, just too much for him to handle. I think overall too much. If he gets injured, you know, you didn't have that insurance. Melvin Gordon comes in. Now you can keep him fresh. If one gets dinged for a little bit, you can lean on the other one. And it just raises the floor of the offense exponentially. I mean, honestly, because without, if Javante Williams did get hurt, everyone knock on wood and pray to the football gods. It doesn't happen. But, um, the, I think the offense's functionality would fall apart. Uh, I don't think Mike Boone can carry the load like that. So I'm very happy about Melvin Gordon for the contract. Especially, I don't too. think they think, I don't think the yeah. Broncos think Mike Boone can carry the load. That's why we've been talking about it. So I think mm-hmm. most folks, most folks have been happy that he's coming back, especially at the price. One of the yeah. big concerns about Gordon was one, he was a charger two was a price. Yep. Uh, oh, and- Ethan was just coming in too. So let's say Ethan, then we'll come back to Tom. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, you know, good morning, good afternoon, Jensen Broncos country. I hope you're not just getting here when you miss my mental breakdown, but it actually makes sense. It's like, uh, what do they call them? In the insane genius types in yeah. that, in that it, I think I, I think that's where I went. I went there this morning. I went, I did. I really did. Scott's brain popped, but we're good. Um, the coffee is going to kick in. It's going to make it even hyperdrive. Um, also any news on Callahan resigning? Haven't heard anything. Uh, we'll see what happens with Callahan. The Broncos could use some slot, uh, depth. Depends on the contract, though. Um, they're not going to give him a big deal. And we'll see. I'm, I'm happy about Kwan Williams. He's going to be a very good fit for the Broncos in the slot there. If the Broncos don't take a cornerback that has some slot ability, we can revisit Callahan. Uh, Tom coming in saying, I understand Judy has not put up number uh, put up numbers yet, but for what teams to give up for both Browns, especially Hollywood, what do you think Judy would have gotten? I think Judy could right now get you an early second-round pick. And Hollywood, I think, came with a little bit of a – it wasn't just that pick for Hollywood Brown. They also gave a third-round pick. And also Hollywood has a connection with Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray and wanted to be there. So there's a little bit of extenuating, extenuating circumstances there uh, for that Hollywood trade specifically. But I think Judy could get you probably an early two, mid two right now. And that's selling low. I don't think you need to have Judy this season regardless. And hopefully he plays so well that you love to keep him. And he's everything's sunshine and rainbows with Russell Wilson. You know, him and Sierra and Judy are become best friends. You know, the terrible threesome, whatever you want to call it. But uh the the value of Judy right now is probably as low as it's ever going to be. So yeah, I mean, Judy do had 467 yards last year. Yeah. Uh, Brown's worst season was 584 as a rookie. Yeah. You know, he had a thousand yard year last year. Yep. You throw up a thousand yard receiving year at how old is he? He is probably 25, 24. 20. So he'll be 25 at 24 years old. You're going to be worth a first round draft pick. So yep. go get it. It's there. Go get it, Jerry. Yeah, it's. The thing about Jerry Judy too is, and first round picks in general, you can sit out and get a contract extension after three years in the league. And I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. And if that did happen, then, you know, a little bit more pressure to move him if the market dictates that. I mean, we're talking, we keep talking about it. We're just talking circumstances and possibilities. It's not like it's definitely going to happen. Jerry Judy is still a very valuable and good wide receiver. Um, very good, valuable, and contributor here, Peter Milton. Hey, Nick and Scott. Hey, Peter. Uh, wasn't sure if we'd see you last night. I don't, rec- I don't remember seeing you, but hopefully things are well in Cambodia. Roy Osborne in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott. French vanilla coffee for me. Love that. Uh, Jesse in the house. Also, morning, y'all. If last night was any indicator of what's going to happen tonight, buckle your seatbelts because it's going to be a wild ride. Also, Mark came in multiple times last night. Thank you so much, Mark. Good to see you again. Glad to see you. <laughs> last night didn't knock the wind out of your sails saying, yawn. <laughs> I feel that. Get the coffee, Mark. Good morning. And Bradley Congress and Nick and Scott are going to kill it this morning. Pound that like button. Thank you so much. Dave Glassman in the House of the Hearts. Stone Cold Tim in the house. Timbo Slice. This is my draft mug. Join us or die. 
There we go. It's my <laughs> interview mug. It's my uh, clo- it's my signing day mug too. I love it. I am. A, oh yeah, that's a good signing day mug. Uh, <laughs> Fallen sloth coming in. Good morning, Broncos country. Just got off my overnight shift. Time to catch the live show. Yeah, we're talking about it. And Joe Cannon, we got to say hello to our Falcons fans. Obviously, this is forging the Falcons day. That's our normal Friday slot, but uh, we're in here combining it because day two of the drafting. This is a special occasion, right? This is Christmas. Uh, Joe Cannon says Drake effing London shake my bleeping head. I see a trade up from Malik Willis <laughs> in our near future. Uh, what do you think? I mean, gosh, the quarterback, Scott, I was doing some digging last night. The last time a quarterback went this late in the draft was the what draft? What year was it? I think I read it was like 07 or something. I don't 1997. Know. A, 1997. Oh, 1997. It's been a while. Ooh. And <laughs> and the thing is, it's it was good to see again. I hate it when people do stupid things. When I came back from the Senior Bowl, they asked me, Y'all asked me, Nick, you asked me, you know, what were what's your overriding impression? You were down there, you're watching mm-hmm. the quarterbacks. All the top ones are there except for uh, Corral. What are your impressions? I said, my initial impression is I'm more convinced than ever I don't want a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Well, Kenny Pickett snuck into the first round by a hometown team. The Falcons didn't do the same with a hometown guy in Malik Willis, except, you know, he didn't play here at Georgia Tech or Georgia or Auburn, or actually those are all pretty close. But he didn't. He didn't end up playing down here. He did play at Auburn. Sorry. Yes, the coffee's kicking in. Mm-hmm. Um, he left Auburn, but there weren't first round quarterbacks in this th- in this in this class, you know. And rather than reaching on guys and taking yeah. Christian Ponder in the top fifteen, you know, they they let him fall. Let him fall. Yeah. You know, and if we need to get a guy later, it, it just it's another reminder that this class was what we thought it was. It was. A bunch uh, of day two quarterback in. And prospects. Joe, I'm with you. Uh, but do they need to trade up to get Malik Willis? Maybe. Maybe not. They're 10 picks away right now. Yeah. Um, they're, they're 10 picks away from uh, from picking again. Mm-hmm. If he's fallen this far, there's a lot of good football players out there that could go. Uh, I saw a tweet from Schefter this morning, and I, I, I posted underneath it. They said they pick first. They're probably going to stay there. They want a DL. And I'm like, Travis Jones. Travis yeah. Jones right there to the Bucks. You don't want to be running against his big – against him Behind. for the next 10 years he's a man that's the guy i'm like i think i also put up there i was like you get me travis jones and abraham lucas to the falcons and all is forgiven at number eight day two man day two can salvage it uh for sure thank you so much we also got the dwi guys coming in saying the number eight uh euros coming in wide receiver super for you scott I must say i was a bit surprised at some of the selections in the first round it's always a surprise and uh that's why when you guys are giving us a hard time about this isn't a mo- realistic mock draft simulator how do you know? Nobody knows. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, it's... What I said was, let's see, let's see our picks. Yeah. And then let's see where they were graded and where they actually went. And we're going to just yeah. add it up. Yeah. You know, we're going to, we're going to add it up uh, based on, we got this guy at 64. He actually went at 32. So we get 32 points. Yeah. You know, that's, we're, we're going to add up the last one we did. Yeah. Uh, and you said, you know, I told you they're going to take a wide receiver. So did I, I, I you knew they were going to take a wide receiver. It was, yeah. In the realistic realms of what they were possibly going to do, the only thing worse I think the Falcons could have done was reach for a quarterback at eight. Yep, I think that would have been worse. Um, again, the phrase I use all the time is it's it's not the guys you take that 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 you lose that kill you. It's the guys you take and can't play. Drake London can mm-hmm. play. Yeah, he's just not going to be as effective as he should be in a proper offense for at least two seasons. Which for me yeah. means I'm not sure. That was the right way to go. 
I mean, that happened with uh, the Broncos taking Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and then, you know, kind of meandering two years with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, guess what? Now all, all is forgiven. So huh, Travis coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Happy Friday. Maybe it may it be a better day for Scott. Any word on who Denver has to target at pick 64? So, yeah, we haven't talked much about the guys available. And we have Ethan saying he's hoping for Bernard Raymond, offensive tackle, Central Michigan. Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle, Western or uh, Washington State. They're out there in the West eastern part of the state i don't and, think uh, also, raymond falls past the colts at 42 yeah they that makes a lot of sense i could see the colts also target uh, uh kyler gordon they really could use a cornerback they, and they could use they could go wide receiver also yep christian so Watson, again Stanmore. i think i don't think he falls a good offensive tackle i don't think he's going to make it to 64 like that you're just hoping that people are sleeping on the guy way up in buckwater washington at, in washington state in the pac-12 where nobody's watching unless they play for usc or Oregon, sorry, in Oregon. Pullman. Pullman is where Washington State is. I know, is. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. But but uh, Washington State is a true college town. It's my kind of place, honestly. I'd much rather yeah. be there than L.A. Uh, oh, I just yeah. end up in places like L.A. and Manhattan more recently in my life. So it's like, how do I keep ending up in more congested places when all I really want to do is like live out in like 50 acres and not be bothered by anybody? Yeah, there's some uh, there's some good spots out in the Olympic Peninsula for that, Scott, if you're ever out here. Uh, Chad Beach coming in saying, morning, fellas, Broncos country. Who do you think we're going to take tonight or do we trade back? Love the show. Uh, I think there's a very good possibility that the Broncos trade up uh, into the second round to get a guy that they're targeting, whether it be a Bernard Raymond or a Abraham Lucas or one of these defensive backs, edge rushers, defensive linemen. Uh, maybe even a center off the board. I've got, I'm still scratching my head at the, uh, the Cole strange pick there. That one I texted you last night. You might be already in bed. Just Cole strange. LOL. No, I responded. Uh, you did. Okay. Did you mm-hmm. see the uh, video of uh, Les Snead and Sean McVay when they, they were doing a live press conference when that pick came through? No, they just start dying laughing. And then Sean McVay said, Oh, we thought he was going to be there at one Oh four. We wasted our time scouting him. Unbelievable. <laughs> So it, it was hilarious. Well, I, you and I have both said the same thing. Um, and Chad, thanks for the big stars coming oh, in. Hell yeah. You and I both said the same thing about him. I, we like him. We really like him mm-hmm. in the third. Yeah. You know, a plucky little guy, scrappy little guy from a smaller school getting up and, you know, maybe overreaching coming in the third round. Not in the first. Yeah. We didn't mean that. So I, I think I, I titled this on my, on my channel. Um, Patriots get strange, you know, and the reaction. And that's, you know, it's a play on words, but it's true. That was a, um, my, my friend was, I was texting with him this morning. I'm like, I'm not going to put a low lights out there, but they're out there. He is yeah. on the wrong side of everyone else's defensive line highlights on my senior bowl clips. He's yeah. check out Travis Jones. He about kills him. Uh, Otito Ogbonia, you know, yeah. those guys. I'm like, wait a minute. Cole Strange went before he's going to go four rounds before Ogbonia. Ogbonia ragdolled this dude. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that was a pun intended on this one because normally I'd say odd, but that was a strange one that, that, that was, and I said it yesterday. Actually, I didn't, it was a different one because I had no idea he was going to go there. The one pick that I said I would probably deride was Zion Johnson. He was a guy I think that was expected to go in the first round that I just wasn't that big a fan of. I just, I, I think that's a little bit of a reach, not just for the position, but for the player. You know, if yeah. you can get an all pro guard in the first, okay, I'm okay with that. I, yeah. I just, I don't see it, Nick. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's very smart. He's versatile. Uh, he went from Davidson to Boston college, played some tackle there, then kicked into guard and is considered very, very intelligent. I gave them a B minus for that pick. 
Uh, I think he's a fine selection there. It's just the, it's the positional value of an interior offensive lineman in general. They're in the top 20 when you could have taken, I guess they couldn't have taken a wide receiver. And there was some talk that the chargers, the Packers and the chiefs were trying to get up there for one of those first four wide receivers that came off the board, but people were not biting, I guess, besides the Vikings with Detroit. But um, let's talk to Isaiah coming in here uh, saying my big winners from last night are the giants, the Ravens, the lions and the jets. Um, I'm going to take out the lions here just because I can't, I guess they didn't give up the worst trade capital to move up from 32 to 12, which still is crazy to me. Um, but I'm going to supplant the lions here with the, uh, the Eagles going up and getting Jordan Davis and then also trading for AJ Brown. I mean, Good job, Howie. And you still got both your second, first round picks in uh, 2023 as well. So I thought the the Eagles did a great job. Uh, the Giants, yes. I mean, <laughs> getting Kayvon Thibodeau and then Evan Neal. Hello. That's awesome. Ravens getting uh, Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum. Love that for them. And then the Jets, of course. Uh, talking about getting uh, – who they take it for? They took uh, – oh, my gosh. Name it. It's, an, it's another – oh, they took Sauce Gardner. And then they took – at 10, they took Garrett Wilson. And then they ended up taking trading back up and taking Jermaine Johnson. Very good. I mean, all around, very good. They had the capital to move around, and uh, they took advantage of it. So uh, overall, I think those are the uh, the bigger winners today, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, and Tom mentioned Jermaine Johnson. So it was surprising that he fell that yeah. far. Uh, the biggest surprise? Mm. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Excuse me. Get chat. <laughs> That's my biggest surprise. Let me see. Where, Jahan Dotson reason, also 16. That was a big surprise for me that early, but that just kind of leans into how crazy the, uh, the wide receiver market was this year. And you guys can think everything traces back to Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien trading Deandre Hopkins to the Cardinals who then paid Deandre Hopkins, a silly, crazy deal, which then led to uh, the likes of, Oh gosh, the guy who went to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, this season that got a huge contract from them. Then all the trades that happened with the wide receivers, and now here we are. <laughs> Wide receiver market is going bonkers. Um, Daniel Sorford coming in here with the stars as well. Thank you so much, yep. Daniel. Good to Appreciate see you. Appreciate you, Daniel. And uh, one of the uh, one of our family. I'm not going to read your name. Apologies. Yeah. I already, I already, I already censored myself on that name earlier. Uh, talking about going full stupid on this. I was a little upset with a pick at eight, but it's grown on me, and I'm excited for the bigger picture. Looks like tank season is upon us. And and frankly, as fans, that's what we do. We, we, for the most part, we rationalize it unless we just absolutely despise it. There's like the, how many, the five stages of grief, you know, that, that's kind of where it's like, you're mad, you're upset, you're in denial, acceptance, you know, all those type of things. That's how it goes. And again, I, uh, I just thought it was, I just don't like the pick at wide receiver. I it, call that, I keep saying it's a seven on seven league. Well, don't you need wide receivers? Because it's becoming a seven-on-seven seven league. And, and I, I say that, and I still believe that. That's why linebackers and running backs aren't getting drafted. Yeah. But there's so much of this old school in my bones of if you are awful in the trenches, you're awful in the NFL, yeah. which in my brain still holds true. And the Falcons are awful in the trenches. Awful. That being said, nothing they could have done last night and this weekend would have changed them from being off. You got to start somewhere, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so on this again, I I started thinking about this and I didn't really look at it. And it's it's really a hard comparison because you're talking about two of the worst franchises in the NFL. But going back, I said Calvin Johnson should have been the number one overall pick. And I think it was Joe Thomas. I don't know if it wasn't Joe Thomas went ahead of those guys. Joe Thomas to the Browns, who ended up being a multi-time Pro Bowler, I believe, at left tackle for the three-time Pro Bowler, left tackle. No, he went three. He went three overall. 
Oh, it was Demarcus Russell. But Calvin Johnson went after him, didn't he? Nope, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson went two, and then okay, three was blows that out of the water. But if you're if you're making those two decisions, you know who do you take? Well, Calvin Johnson was a hell of a lot more fun to watch for sure than a good left tackle. But Mm -hmm. it's again, it's hard to it's hard to say because those you're talking about two teams that have never been to the Super Bowl. You know, we were asked last night, how do the Ravens keep always getting these guys? How do they keep getting these guys? Well, part of the reason is because you've got the Lions trading away a bunch of picks and going and getting another wide receiver um, and Jamison Williams and a guy that might not be ready for a year instead of doing something else that could have helped your team. And you've got the Falcons taking a wide receiver at eight. So therefore, freak defensive players fall to guys like the Ravens and they go and beat your brains out. Yep. Yeah, they... uh... Kyle Hamilton, heck of a pick by them. I'm really excited to see how today plays out still as well. We got Franklin Peterson coming in with a $5 super. You guys are killing it today uh, with the support. We really appreciate you coming in and literally keeping the lights on for us. So uh, late again, that's okay. Better late than never. Sorry about the Falcons picking a wide receiver. Franklin, you're late. You'll have to circle back to Scott uh, having, I wouldn't say it's a mental breakdown, um, but uh, just I'm maybe telling you, a, it makes sense. a kumbaya moment uh, for you. If, if you. If if I take what I'm saying to, to, to heart like I am, and, and fully embrace it, the tank, this team's going to be terrible, then it didn't really matter who they were going to take this year. No. Get the best player available. My my question on this, though, and one of the reasons I have a problem with this, one of several reasons I have a problem with it, was was Drake London the best guy? Was he? You know, then you know, he's asked, you know, Daryl Ledbetter, bless him from uh, Orlando, D. Orlando uh, Ledbetter, from the AJC, pressed uh, Fontenot and Smith. He says, oh, you had him in. What'd you time him in the 40? And and Arthur Smith, who's starting to get a little saltier as he's been on the job for a year, is like, oh, that's great. Yeah, we're not telling you. He was fast enough for us. Yeah. Like, what are you guys He's already yours. What do you, you yeah. know? You don't want to, what are you trying to hide? He didn't want to run. Did you tell him not to run? He didn't want to run. He didn't run. He said, check the tape. And I'm going to hand this guy $25 million. Is it more contested catches than anyone else? Because he can't get separation in the Pac-12 where they don't play defense? He, he does bothers me a little bit, Nick. It does. He, he, he gets separation, um, but it's it's differently. You see him in the I, slot? Man, anybody gets open in the slot. That's where you put guys that can't play. You put them in the slot. Cooper Cup's done a pretty darn good job. As there. a third-round pick, Nick, we can go back and forth in this all the time. You don't draft guys top 10 to play in the slot. I agree with you. Um, you move guys Drake that on... couldn't cut it at top 10 into the slot because they couldn't cut it outside. A.J. Brown playing in the slot uh, pretty well there. Jerry Judy, mostly in the slot. Uh, C.D. Lamb, mostly in the slot. You're making uh, my point for me, dude. First-round picks. First-round picks. And um, they in the slot because they couldn't do it outside right now. If Jerry uh, Judy could... was better outside and was having if, – if, if he if, – if when, when Cortland Sutton goes down and Judy's outside and he puts up 1,400 yards and then he gets moved back into the slot, we'll have a different conversation. I, th- I just think that the game has changed enough where you're going to be living in 11 personnel. And and I can get wh- slot guys in the third and fourth round. You can, but I'm looking for somebody that has, I think the I think the game's slightly changing uh, for the wide receiver position. I, I mean, we kind of were seeing it last night with the value of them skyrocketing, but you're seeing more 11 personnel than ever before. And defenses are starting to, and this is getting in the weeds about game theory and schematics, but uh, defenses are starting to, you know, not give a bleep if you're playing 12 or 21 personnel. They're going to live in nickel and dime anyway. So what's the counter for that offensively? Bigger, stronger uh, slot players that can function as a tight end wide receiver that absolutely kill 
linebackers and safeties as blockers. That way you can run the ball out of 11 personnel. It's what's made the Rams so dynamic. Um, these and those last guys few can play outside also. Yes. Like I and, said, yeah. if you can play outside, you can always play inside. It yep. doesn't work and the I, other direction. That's why the guys I, who can play outside are taken higher and are more valuable. doesn't mean yeah. you can't play them in the slot. Yeah. But I'm not drafting a guy like that just so he can play in the slot. And I don't think Drake London will only play in the slot. I think he can be an X out there. I think he's probably the best uh, contested catch guy in this no, class. I, as I, well, just, I, I mentioned that because Arthur Smith quibbly said, you seen him in the slot? Do you check his tape? Dude, walk-ons play in the slot at USC. Are you joking? Yeah. I I value that slot a little bit more. I mean, you can probably tell that I value it based on how much we talk about it for the Broncos defense, let alone on the offensive side of the ball. It's an 11 personnel league. When we talk you about be these walk-ons who made it great, they're not playing outside of big schools. They're playing no. slot. Yeah, but, but the body type's changing. The Hunter Renfro bodies, there's fewer and fewer in the league. Uh, so we'll we'll continue to monitor Across this. the board, um, because there's not smaller guys outside either. They're not putting the 5'8 guys outside. They put them in a slot. They're putting more of them outside just because the there's off coverage. Like last year, you had Jalen Ramsey playing with the exceptions most slots. To every rule, yeah, as we for say. sure. For there's sure. there's the exceptions that prove the rule. The yep. farther away from the ball you are, the bigger, faster, stronger you have to be, and more length. Yep. Uh, Big Gee Bronco coming in saying, "Good morning, Nick and Scott. How happy were you to see the draft fall the way it did for the Broncos? Um, I'm very happy to see the draft fall the way it did. I guess I'm a little bit bummed to see Tyler Smith." go in the middle of the first round there back end middle of the first round, because I was hoping for the Broncos to have options at offensive tackle with a slight trade up and Tyler Smith would have made some sense there. Uh, now all that's left that I would personally trade up for would be Bernard Raymond. And is he going to make it to pick 50 where it makes sense? I don't know. I think the Broncos are going to be looking to trade up. Um, but I also think that there's a co- there's a price to that. There's a cap. I think they'd be willing to give up 64 and one of 115 and 116 to move up in the draft. They're not going to give up their day two picks. They're not going to package the day two picks to get up. So how far can 115 plus 64 get you up in the draft? 10 slots, uh, 12 slots. We'll see. Um, I mean, throw the draft uh, value chart out the window last night after the Lions traded up from 32 to 12, giving up what they did. Um, but still, we'll see. Uh, Ethan coming in with 50 pound, pounds. <laughs> yes. Pound it. it. Good Pounded. There we go. That's, that's say, the, the gavel. We, we're going to have to come up with something. He's pounding that gavel yeah. again. There's all kinds of play on words we can have. Oh. But he says, okay, Nick that's and Scott, one. I agree that Denver will trade up in the second with all this talent left. Who are the top two targets? So let's say 50. Let's say the, let's say the Broncos mess around and get up to 50. Realistically, yeah. who do you think is going to be there? I mean, they could fall to 64. Let's turn up the randomness. And we are going to do a, a – a, uh, we're going to finish out a mock. I'm going to take the Falcons. Nick's going to take the Broncos before we get out of here. And I turned up, you know, position and need and all that kind of stuff. And I cranked up the randomness this time. Um, who are the top two targets? I got some names in mind for the Broncos. How about you? Let's let's say at 50. Uh, for me, at 50 overall, there are two names. And it be, has to do with the positional value as well as not having a first and second round pick next year. You're just not going to be able to get these type of athletes at this position next year in the draft. And even like this, the reason these guys fell this year is because the abundance of the picks, I believe, are the abundance of the edge rushers. It's edge rushers. It's Boye Mafe. It's Arnold Ebiketti. If either of those there are there at fifty, I'm I'm making the move up. I think those are both dynamic pass rushers with great traits, and uh, the Broncos would do very well uh, to get those guys. We heard George Payton in the pre-draft press conference talk about the value of the edge rusher having waves of pass rusher. It's a heavy rotational position, and you have your top two starters. I mean, how much can you depend on Bradley Chubb to stay healthy? How much can you depend on Randy Gregory to be out there on the field? That's a position where. 
I'm concerned about it next season. Also long-term Bradley Chubb's last year of control. It's Malik Reed last year of control. So edge is a huge need. Those two guys stand out to me. I've already simmed up to uh, the 43rd pick and it's just kind of in the, in the hole waiting and Arnold okay. Ebicati goes 35 uh, Pickens 38, Jalen Petrie 39, Nick Benito 41, Skymore 42. So I'm looking at the board of who could be available. That's still there, but it's still at 42. So possibly. Mm-hmm. And I start thinking Drake Jackson, Josh Pascal, Boye Mafe is that's still the there. That's somebody yeah. you definitely want to move up for. I'd, uh, yeah. and, and, and a flyer on here. I like Abraham Lucas. Y'all know that uh, offensive tackle, but a flyer on here. And uh, uh, Winnie Pooh actually comes in on Facebook. It's uh, with three minutes ago. So at the 07 mark, I'm still up here on with Ethan and Bronco sunrise about to flash him. And uh, woo! But what about David Ajabo? You know, you trade up. It'd be like saying, okay, it's going to take me a fourth, a, uh, you know, a 64 and a fourth to get up to 50 for a 2023 first round pick. It's the Achilles, it injury, so much? the Achilles injury scares me um, for giving up extra capital to move up for him. Now, if he falls to you, that's a different conversation, mm-hmm. but moving up for a guy who's already was going to be a project uh, this season, given his run defense. Now you don't know when he's going to be back. He's going to be behind the eight ball in his development. It's not like, Jeffrey Simmons, who was a plug and play monster, you know, David Ajabo was already going to take time uh, to be a full three down player. So I probably, I mean, basically giving up a third and a fourth. Yeah. If he, if he falls to like pick 60 and you want to jump in front of the chiefs, that kind of thing, then then we're talking, you know, we're going to give you a fifth round pick in 64 to make sure that we get David Ajabo. Okay. Let's, let's talk. Let's have some fun. Uh, but uh, Broncos Sunrise coming in, formerly Broncos 17-0, formerly Broncos first in the draft. Now first Broncos pick in the Sunrise. draft. <laughs> first pick in the draft, yeah, not not anymore. Uh, Dark Roast, baby, good morning. Good to see you, Broncos Sunrise, and uh, hopefully we have a good Broncos sunset tonight with the Broncos having, right now, three picks in the draft. We'll see how that works. I think there's going to be some shaking and bacon uh, from George Payton here. And, man, Scott, the, the chat's giving me a little bit of a hard time saying, uh, you're speed bagging me this morning. <laughs> Don't test Scott today. We're going to see how the Kyle Phillips <laughs> stuff plays out. Um <laughs> Right, me, uh, Jason um, Peters saying Falcons Jackson. GM and head coach seem clueless from the press briefings that Scott shared. <laughs> I put up three of them on there and um, I'll tell you one thing. Terry Fondo is still pretty affable. Arthur mm-hmm. Smith's gotten grouchy. He's mm-hmm. uh, the, the seven and 10 and the questions it's almost, I mean, he can't come out and say it, but again, one of the things I, I was talking privately with my friend is he, he says, people are really, a lot of people are really liking this Drake London pick. I don't get it. Tell me why. Like, cause a lot of them underestimate just how bad this roster. Well, first off I answered, cause there's a lot of morons out there. Uh, yeah. Then my second answer was uh, they underestimate just how bad this roster is. And they think that they're okay. There's no wide receivers, a good wide receiver. And the Falcons are competing again, replacing Calvin Ridley and we're good to go. They underestimate just how poor the roster is. And so on the surface, good wide receiver. You need a wide receiver. That's a good pick. Might be, but you're still going to stink. It's going to be an awful year. And they can't come out and say that. They can't. So it's going to be hard, you know, as much as they lie about it, they got to put on a happy face and it's tough. Look at Arthur Smith. Uh, uh, go to my channel and, and watch some of this. Look at him. He's miserable. Yeah. He's, he's, he's miserable. His mouth yeah. is saying we're ecstatic to have Drake London. You don't look ecstatic to me. I know it was late, but still, he's defensive at this point. He is, Jason. He's defensive. For an offensive guy, that's a bad thing. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, look at that roster. It's going to be pretty hard for them to win any games, and his clock is uh, ticking. So, you know, second year in the league. And that's that's the problem. Terry Fontenot yeah. is going to get the opportunity to waste about $200 million of Arthur Blank's money. Yeah. Arthur Smith might not get that opportunity. Absolutely. And we're going to do a mock draft here at some point. Let's get, but get your guys' supers in while you still can so we can get to these. Uh, Travis Weber coming in saying with Willis Ritter, Corral, and Howell uh, still out there, which quarterbacks gets drafted first and by who? Uh, Willis or Ritter, I think is going to come off the board here, uh, with the first 10 picks in the, the second round. One of those two will, I'm going to go with, I think it's going to be Ritter. I think Ritter is going to come off the board first, just too much hype for him being the very high floor, intelligent, you know, super driven, all the, all the, uh, intangibles that people scream at. Not that these other guys don't have intangibles, but seems like Ritter stands out to me out of that. And in the second round, that's when you start to lean into that, in my opinion. So I'll go Ritter. I think Willis comes off first. Okay. I, I do. Mean, um, we said he could go anywhere from thir- three to 30. Well, we missed that. So, and yeah. I think I actually said 50 at some point yesterday. So, uh, but I'm still going to go Willis first. I think people will love the tools. I really liked Ritter. Um, but for me, it was Willis, then Ritter, and then drop off probably Kenny Pickett after that and Corral were close Corral and then I didn't get to see Corral as much because he wasn't at the senior bowl and every time I tried mm-hmm. to tune in and watch Ole Miss they were doing everything they could to not let him throw the ball which okay why do I like Matt Corral again <laughs> for a couple of highlight <laughs> throws uh zone coach doesn't trust him to drop back and throw the ball so yeah. you know that was kind of a red flag for me but again I don't have enough information to say Corral should be here. Corral should be there. I haven't watched him enough. I, I honestly haven't. Yeah, it's uh, I'm curious. You're looking at the top of the second round, which guys start to make sense. Um, the one that sticks out to me immediately is the Minnesota Vikings. But if they loved uh, if they loved him so much, then why wouldn't they take him at 32 there? They took Lewis Seen instead. So I don't know about the Vikings. Start to kick down a bit. Tennessee Titans, that's a team that definitely could use a quarterback. Uh, the Houston Texans, I know they wanted to go with Davis Mills, but maybe this droppage of quarterbacks makes them want to go that way. Seattle Seahawks have back-to-back picks at 40 and 41. Colts, Matt Ryan's obviously not a long-term solution. Then you get to the Falcons. The Lions apparently have a leak connected. Uh, Washington I said that Commanders. about the Colts, too. Like, yeah. the wild card here is what if Willis is there at 42? You or, know, or Ritter. Ritter. You could take yeah. that guy. And it, for me, it made more sense to say Willis – because he could help you next year. Yeah, he could. You know, he's got he's got a different skill set that Matt Ryan doesn't have. So when Mike Vick was drafted, he didn't play right away. Chris Chandler was there. Chris Chandler was a really yeah. good professional quarterback, but Willis came in and got uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to use uh, Willis like Mike Vick. Mike Vick came in and got situational plays, red zone, yeah. short yardage, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and he helped the team win. You could be like that. You could be in that same vein with uh with Malik Willis helping the Colts win right away, even if he is a pick of the future. So it wouldn't be totally a for the future pick. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, Chris Walker coming in saying, morning guys, the Falcons blew it by not trading back. We could have gotten receiver later on. Could you have uh, the next? I mean, you could have gotten Jahan Dotson or Traylon Burks, but like, are those I'm guys go back to, you know, from eight to 14, get Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah. but again, if someone's offering you a six to do it, you tell them to pound sand. So yeah. I, I don't know what they were offered. And Fontenot was asked, and he said there wasn't anything that made it a value for us. What's yeah. that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I don't disagree. Oh, with and the just uh, another quick, just programming note. 
we are simulcasting to Atlanta Falcons fans on all Falcons uh, on Facebook and to Mile High Huddle. We just have the Mile High Huddle colors up today, but this is, you're in the right place. This is Forging the Falcons with Broncos for Breakfast as a Friday. We're usually off on Fridays, but on a day like this, we wanted to be on today and we were like, well, we need to do both. We really need to make sure we're in front of both sets of fans. And we've got my number up there, 333. We've got 333 people watching right now across the different platforms. So thank all of you for being here today. Uh, we appreciate you. And thank you, Phil, for the the support, with the stars coming in. It's a, always a big help, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if there's any other ones coming in, we should get to that. But uh, we got to do a first round uh, or excuse me, day two simulator here. And Winnie, the, Winnie Pooh <laughs> come in and you're saying frequent podcast listener. First time watching the show live. Love the show. That's so nice of you to stop in and say hello, Winnie Pooh. Uh, we appreciate that. And like Winnie Pooh says here, uh, we prefer if you guys can join us live. A lot more fun interacting with the chat the more we have in here. But if you can't do that, these go on to the podcast. I do not think that our live coverage of the draft goes into podcast form because, you know, last night we were on air for four hours. Tonight will probably be six hours. But, yeah, I uh, didn't cut the audio up for that one. And I'm not I mean, I'm not going to until uh, probably Sunday with the, with the huddle up. So there will not yeah. be a podcast. But I don't blame you. <laughs> it still lives on YouTube. It still lives yep. on YouTube. Um, yeah. This is ready to go. We're, we're I'm queued up here. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Uh, Day two is here. And uh, can you show me again who came off the board? Yeah, let me, um, uh, with... let me zoom in. And let me get comfortable. Okay. Let me get comfortable. So I've got uh, I've got the Falcons. And you've got the Broncos. And we finished, you know, Lewis scene. Travis Jones, who we said at the top of the show after I hit that. Um, yeah. Schefter said DL for the. They're, they're, they're looking at DL. They're on the I clock. I think they're looking at Logan Hall. I think it's Logan Hall. But you think uh, so? Travis Jones. I mean, they're talking about a three technique that they're looking for. Not not a nose tackle because they already have the best nose tackle in football in Vita Vea. Um, so, I mean, Travis Jones could play three technique. Vita Vea could play three technique, but I think it's Logan Hall. I really do. <laughs> TD Randall comes in and says, how many QBs are left? All of them, except Kenny Pickett. They're all left. What's the, what are we placing over on our trades? Five in the second round, you think? Yep. Maybe. I, Five. Good question, TD. Appreciate you coming in. Um, so Falcons on the board here. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit. You have the wide receiver come off the board. Andrew Booth would have made some sense. Ebiketti, Bernard Raymond. That's too bad for Ryan, the Broncos. Raymond, I'm sorry. Um, Jalen Petrie, too bad for the Broncos. Uh, N'Kobe Dean there. There goes Sky Moore as well. Sky Moore would be awesome on the Colts. That's a great pick mm -hmm. for them. Oh man, Scott, I uh, I'm gonna let you obviously take the wheel, but I am thinking maybe this is a good quarterback slot. Um, you have Malik Wilson, Desmond Ritter still here, cost controlled. You have more day two picks still to fill out the roster. I would have been just as pleased to take if the Falcons traded up to 32 to take Willis or Ritter. Obviously, you don't get the fifth year option, but and also this day two pick, in my opinion, in Broncos country. Sorry, this is going to trigger some of you all. A day two pick is not a commitment at the quarterback position. So mm -hmm. even if you take a roll, a swing on the dice of this guy, should never ever keep you from taking a quarterback early the next season which is pick. which is what i said at eight one of the things that scared me about taking a quarterback at eight was would that scare you off from after you go two and 15 this year from taking a quarterback or again you could trade down but if you don't have your quarterback then you know you, you still have to get your quarterback so yeah. trading down doesn't help you so if you miss at eight admit you missed and and, and get your other guy but I'm willing to take, and I agree with you. If he's there at 43, I'm okay with him taking it. I, here we go. I talk about how awful the Falcons are in the trenches, and what do we do? Wide receiver and quarterback, naturally. Yeah, and can we see who went off the board here um, for the uh, picks 
right after you took um there's abraham lucas there's kyler gordon there is boy mafia immediately after all right that would have been a pretty good pick see there's good options here uh sky Moore went to uh went to the colts boy mafia matt corral drake jackson 48 ajabo at 50 that's what we said what, what, what do we do at 50 and ajabo went to the chiefs i am sad uh overall because i was hoping for an edge rusher here um falcons are on the clock again can you scroll down a little bit just to see who else there's kyler gordon i'd love kyler gordon abraham lucas uh scroll down for the uh there's two of the guys i really like for the broncos abraham lucas and troy anderson can we see who's available yep king lianic barre roger yeah tell me you want so i can take him because it's not your pick it's not my pick but i was maybe going (laughs) to offer you a trade um but there's no trade here that i'm willing to make um that's just the reality of it. It sucks to suck. Uh, oh, actually, Logan Hall would be a heck of a pick here. I don't think he's going to be this far down the board. Um, there's Christian Watson for you as well. Hey, put your money where your mouth is, Scott. <laughs> you know what? Is that's your guy? I mean, Good, that's... but see, I don't have to because, like I said, if I'm going by the board, uh, I like. I, I wouldn't mind taking uh, Josh Pascal here. That's who I would as go an with. Edge. I like Christian Watson better personally. Um, but I'm going to risk he's going to be gone. Every time I do this, he's gone. Christian yep. Watson goes. So you know what? Oh, man. <laughs> All in. Well, All wait, in wait, wait, wait uh, a second. On, uh, on the wide receiver, huh? And I got oh, Kyle Pitts. I got Drake London. And I got Christian Watson. All of them 6'4 or better. Two of them well, running 4'4s, four 4'3s, four and one of them who won't run. Well, let's pause Guns. real quick. Uh, Scott, bring, yes. answer your phone. Hey, it's uh, George Payton here. And I'm sitting here at pick 64, and uh, I have a couple guys here that I really like, and I, I think the Packers and the Buccaneers are going to take both of them here. Uh, would you be interested in pick 64 plus? I'd pick absolutely move down one sixteen right here. Absolutely for pick one sixteen. I mean, we had a good deal last year. Yep. Uh, you we traded last year in the second round. Let's make it back to back. You know, thirty five for forty. Let's do. You want to make that trade? I, let's let's do it. I'm I'm about it. I'm going to come up here we and get a guy. We could do it. We could do it. So let me go. Uh, you go Denver Broncos. Other teams. It's Where are you? Your teams. Oh, your teams. Never actually done this. So um, we so want 64 and 116 for 58. Could you give me that uh, 213 pick back as well? Or give me a 2023 seven. Okay. <laughs> I need that. to start going away. That's a, I'll do that. That's a throwaway. All right. The Denver Broncos are on the clock. Let's see what the chat has to say about Nick calling here. Nick, you're an idiot. What are you doing? That's too much. Um, it might be slightly too much. We got a seventh round pick back, and guys, this is a simulator. We're just having fun. Come on. Um, okay, so now I Denver Broncos are on the clock. You made a slight trade up, and uh, I'm not going to go Josh Pascal. I'm going to go with Logan Hall here. Uh, I think Logan Hall is a guy that uh, is going to be off the board here pretty quickly today. Um, I'm fine moving up that pick and getting another one here. We're also are we doing? Are we just doing day two today for the simulator? I don't even know. No, I went seven. Oh well, that makes it less fun. Uh, but okay, I went seven. That's, that's fine. Um, so we got Logan Hall. Logan Hall is going to play that five technique spot, and you're going to see a lot, a lot of five one five. Christian Watson uh, just went to the Chiefs. I'm telling you, the Chiefs are like your Ravens. Yeah. For me, it's like the Ravens always get the guys. That like it seems like the Chiefs are getting those guys now in in these mocks. Um. So Nick doesn't know how to deal. Says Jeremy. I'm. We're just having fun. Come on, <laughs> Josh Pascal. I wanted Pascal and I wanted Watson, and I lost them both by moving down. Um, which gives me what now at 60. Now I'm calling in. You want to, you want to make another deal? Tariq Woolen, Perry on Winfrey. I just want Perry on Winfrey at 64. Okay. Now we're on the board at 74. Um, back to back picks here. Um, that's me. And if I saw, um, 
the tight end still there, I wouldn't be afraid to take that. Calvin Austin at eighty. I'm gonna. I've got seventy four and eighty two now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna Chad gamble. Be a great pick. That he's still guys. there. I'm gonna go Chad Muma on this one. Because the Falcons lost their leading to the NFL's leading tackler. They replaced him with Rashawn Evans on a one-year deal. I'm going to go Muma. Yep. And I probably would have gone Muma if he was still available for the Broncos. But alas, here we are. And I'm telling you guys, it sounds like right now, pick 64 plus a day three pick for the Broncos to move up. Pick 75, trading down. Um, obviously, things can happen in the draft. But I think that's where the Broncos are hoping to go here. Um, can you scroll down a bit for me? So far, I'm absolutely hating this board for the Broncos. Still hating it. Still hating it. Yeah, it's uh, it's poop. Oh, actually, there's my pick. It's going to be Cam Jurgens, um, center from Nebraska. He's, I think he's going to be going round two today. So to get a starting center here, um, the Fal- the Broncos are having the draft that you wanted, Scott. Uh, fortifying the trenches, attacking it there. Uh, so having some fun with it. Let's ah, I was just going to go Sam Williams. I was like, you know what? If if I'm a, if I'm willing to go after Deshaun Watson, I shouldn't be scared off by Sam Williams. So I was yeah. actually going to take Sam Williams there. Yep. Um, I could use a good swing to, uh, offensive lineman. I know it says tackle. I'm going to go Zach Tom in that spot. All right. So the Broncos are on the board. We've taken a center. We've Carson taken... Strong falling like a rock. That's what happens when you're not a great athlete at the position with knee and, issues. And you're hurt. Yep. And uh, yeah, not great. Uh, name really sticks out here for me uh, for the Broncos is uh, Mathis from Pittsburgh. Darian and- Mathis. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Damari. One down. Damari Mathis. Okay. Yep. Damari Mathis <coughs> played in that heavy cover four scheme for uh, the Pitt- Pittsburgh Panthers. He's a very good tackler. He tested like a great athlete. Good length. I think he is the, if you want Cam Taylor Britt in pick 64 to 75, then you're targeting Damari Mathis at pick 96, 115, 116. I really, really do like Damari Mathis. There goes James Cook at 104 to the Rams. I was going to take him to appease my mad Falcons fans who are Georgia fans. Mm-hmm. So now the uh, Broncos are back on the clock here. Um, I'm going to double up. I went Zach Tom. Now I'm going to go tackle. Oh, you have 114. Wow, I really like you having a 114 and 116. That's fun for you. Sandwich with the Broncos in between. This is a uh, Nick and Scott Oreo going on here. <laughs> um, let's scroll down. I'm just looking to see if there's any deficiencies in the board. Um, there's two of them. There's two of them right there. Actually, can you go tight end? Uh, I just want to see what the board looks like for the tight end position. I didn't see Jelani Woods come off the board yet, but maybe he did. He did because I would have taken him earlier. Okay. Um, I don't think we've mocked him to the Broncos a single time so far, and uh, I love his blocking. So I'm going to say Jeremy Ruckert here. Uh, Broncos could use a tight end who functions as a good blocker. He's good up the seam. He's not the most dynamic athlete. I'm fine with, honest to God, Kate Otten or Jeremy Ruckert here. Uh, but just for a little uh, variety, which is the spice of life, uh, I really like um, uh, taking Jeremy Record here. And this is where the Broncos, I think, should be targeting uh, tight end. And you've almost talked me into Brandon Smith. He's, I mean, the instincts and the physicality are concerned. I, I, need, I, need, I need a couple of these guys. If I'm the Falcons, I need to get lucky. Uh, also, another, another player similar to him, but a different position is uh, Tyson Anderson, um, who is yeah, a safety, safety, but he is massive he's got great length also i think he was a valedictorian at high school um very 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 intelligent i really like tyson anderson as well uh keep an eye out for him in the draft one of my favorites uh, now we have you one he's running back like the smith neil farrell i don't not not a fan here he's a little slow oh you know who i do like though i do like jt I, woods yeah you can take jt woods i think you should have taken brian robinson just for the functionality mm-hmm. of the offense he's a really good running back um but uh is what it is. So let's scroll down a bit. Um, and guys, 
I know that we're not doing any trades here, um, but the Broncos are going to be working the phones. Except um, the I one already, that we did. Yeah. We're not going to yep. do any trades except the one that we did. For fun. Uh, why not? Um, so let's scroll down here. Um, Brandon and Smith Roth, said, we we get it. Uh, but, you know, from yeah. a physical standpoint, he's worth a flyer at four. I'm going to put him on the practice squad. And I'm going to say you're going to have to fight your way out of it. Yeah. And also yesterday, if we did a mock draft and you took uh, Malik Willis there at pick 44 for the Falcons, we would have said the same thing. It's unpredictable. Who yeah. knows? Um, okay, so the Broncos are on the clock here. Man, I am not not happy with how the board is looking right now. It's a, it's a whole bunch of yuck. Um, oh, man. I'm really not looking at it. I mean, the name that sticks out to me is Joshua Williams, but it's just because we're cheating the system. Yeah, um, and you can get him. Later the system's on. not going to take him. The system, you can, you can get him at... You might want to take him at 206 because I'll probably take him after that. Yeah. Now let's let's scroll down some just because this is my own personal board here. And look at how the this is what happens when you turn up the positional value. Linebacker, ha, running back, linebacker, running back, uh, halfback. Uh, it's There's just Eric Johnson here. too. That's a little early for him. We also already took. Uh, um, yeah, Scott, this is who I'm going to take. I went um, down too far. My guy, Otito Ogbonia. Yeah, he's I totally different. This pick. I'm going to take Otito Ogbonia. Yeah, um, he's totally different than Logan Hall. He's um, a we beast. Me, fortify uh, the I trenches his, here. I put his video up. I'm, I'm sure I've got video of him ragdolling uh, the number one pick of the New England Patriots, which I think all of us can enjoy. Yeah. Senior Bowl 2022. Let me grab this here real quick. By date, Otito Ogbonia. I think he's 6'5", 300-something pounds. 330. I think he's 6'5", 330 with an 84. This is him against – actually, that's Zion. That's That was uh, – that guy he just blew by and through was someone else's number one pick, Zion Johnson. Yep. Here's the hey. other number one pick he's going against. Whew. Hold Here come him. the flags because yeah. he just got annihilated. That's two number one picks right there. Again, Nick, explain to me again why this guy should last until the fifth round. Number one pick, Zion Johnson. We'll see you later. First round pick. Cole Strange. Yeah. Um, you're outmatched, kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, he's height, weight, speed, length, power. Uh, didn't really play much zero technique uh, for UCLA. He actually played a lot of two. Uh, two I. But uh, going to be an interesting pick there for them. And uh, CC and uh, Jeremy razzing me saying we should stop or we should restart because Nick has done so bad. Come on. It's been fine. <laughs> um, the options haven't been very good, um, but uh, I'm going to go. Uh, the Falcons are on at 190. I'm going to get another running back here. Uh, big he strong kid from Alabama. He makes so much um, sense for you guys. I think Auburn used to be the number two team in the in uh, in the metro Atlanta area behind Georgia. Now, it might be Alabama now. Hmm. Um Brian Robinson. All the Auburn fans flee Alabama because it's full of Alabama fans. But their Alabama fans under this run under Nick Saban the last fifteen years have stretched out again. So mm. um, this will be a this will be a, a good pick for uh, to get the the roll tiders happy. Yeah, and he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I said he's a he's a he's a similar version to uh, to Josh Jacobs. He's not that far off, in my opinion, the way with his running style. I really like him. Um, he's a very good back, in my opinion. Uh, so the Broncos are now back on the board here. Um, keep scrolling. We're just going to trust our own heart here with the board. I don't care what PFF says this far down. Uh, keep scrolling down. Real That's quick it. here. Uh, Nick, didn't you hate on Zion Johnson? He went to the Chargers. I couldn't remember where he went. Uh, was that a reach for them? Scott uh, hated that was the one guy, Zebulon, that I said 
you know, we're asked, you know, who wouldn't you like as a pick? That was the one guy I said that is expected to go in the first round that I don't think should. Uh, I think he's, uh, I think that's too high for him. So I, uh, that was me. I was like, I don't care where he goes. I'm not going to change my mind. I think it's, it's a, it's a reach and we'll see. We will see. Yeah. The chargers went, he has one of the highest floors in this class, which I am okay with, uh, them going that direction, but he just got thrown to the floor by, uh, by a guy who's going to go on the, in the fifth round. Yeah, but in the interior offensive line, you're not going to be on an island that often, which they had in those Again. situations. Yeah, but it's first round pick. You're going to be, you're going to want that guy to be on an island. It's somewhere. a first round pick I, against I a guy yeah. who's not. Again, it's not so much. It's not so much for me, Zion, Zion Johnson. Again, because you're right. It's me. Why isn't Obania getting more love? That's that's the bigger question for me. Obania yeah. is a beast. Yep. Uh, keep scrolling down for me here. I just want to see who's available. Jump forward this late. That's awesome. Um, Cade Mays is a guard. Isaiah Likely is super late here. Um, okay, I'm going to take, yeah, I, he's my guy. Um, I'm going to take Dare Rosenthal here. I don't, BFF has him low. I'm going to get a bad grade on that pick. I don't care. He, I would be shocked if he doesn't go this high. Um, he His biggest issue is he's going to need to put on some weight uh, at the next level because he came in at like 295. But go put on Kentucky's tape. If you guys have a little time today, which who knows, uh, but if you have a little time, Go check out Kentucky's tape this year. Watch their left tackle, Darren Rosenthal. He's 6'6". He's got uh, 33 and 7'8's arm lengths, and he has, I think his 40-yard dash was in the 95th percentile at the Combine. He moves so great. I mean, I, I love his movement skills. So the Broncos are on the clock here. Um, you know what? Scott's leading the witness here. Let's go, Matariza. Let's do it. Um, and then the next pick here for the Broncos. <laughs> I like that phrase. Let me see I the am, safeties. I was letting you guys do your picks. I'm like, this is who you want to take. I'm in the producer chair going, yeah. just go ahead and take this guy. I'm going to hover over it until you say yes. You're like John Elway in the uh, the draft room probably. Hey, hey uh, this guy is really good. I don't um, want to try and say it, but this guy's really good. And I'm can, signing your check. <laughs> can we see the safeties? So you got Maybe. one more pick. You want you want Wanya? I do. Yep. That's my guy. Um, Marquise okay. Bell is also a, an option there, uh, in my opinion. Um, but uh, definitely, there he goes. Marquise Bell off the board. So, uh, yeah, guys, I did trade up to get Logan Hall, and uh, he's going to be a little bit of inside-outside rusher, but I don't care. Um, it is what it is. So, uh, there's the Falcons board. Scott's going to get a better grade than me because I went with my own personal thing against PFF's board. Oh, and I didn't. I got guys that couldn't play just based on the board because I don't know what I'm doing. Is that what you just said? No, but I really leaned into my own personal opinion on this um, one. Brian Robinson is a great pick. Oh, you took Joshua Williams? I didn't see that. Yeah, I snuck him. I told you, you better get him before 213 because I'll take uh, him with my last one. It felt too dirty. I couldn't do yeah. it. Um, I really like this for you guys. Um, Zach Tom is going to be a great player across the board for you. Gives you somebody to push Matt Hennessy as well at left tackle. Braxton Jones uh, can get a development for a year. Brandon Smith. That's just a lottery ticket on a freak athlete. Same with JT yep. Woods, but that's where you're taking your freak athletes. Yep. Ryan Robinson. JT Woods, these are two of the best athletes in the entire draft that I got at one in, in the fourth and fifth round. Again, I, I think JT Woods is better in coverage than he gets credit for. Yeah. Um, but uh again, I like him regardless. And then just the fact that he is such a, an athletic monster yep. is just a bonus. They gave me a D plus for Cam Jurgens. Cam Jurgens at 75. Logan we'll Hall. See. They're not real high on Logan Hall. I think I was underselling him a little bit. And a D plus for Ogbania. That was coming. And Rosenthal as well. Would they give you, because I got a B minus. If we both get B minuses, is that's a good thing? I think so. That's decently fair. I don't know who ended up winning that trade. I just kind of wanted to get another pick there. Um, <laughs> but Max, Cleese says, I trust Scott to pick better for the Falcons of Fontenot at this point. 
We'll see. Uh, you know, it's kind of like being an official. I, I think I said that last night. You know, everybody in rec sports, if you've got kids, everybody should ref one game or at least be a, a, a you know, work the sidelines, be an, an AR, an assistant referee. And everybody should coach one game and just realize it's it's hard. So until you're in that chair, it's easy to sit here and say those type of things. But with the phones going and all that kind of stuff, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Stop talking to me. Um, but I'd be confident. I'd be, I'd feel confident making the picks and, uh, yeah. and building a team. And to be uh, completely sure. honest with that trade, uh, that came in here, I probably wouldn't have made the trade without getting a little bit more. Um, but I didn't want to, we're already at an hour and seven minutes. So I didn't want to mm. haggle with Scott here live and, uh, have a 10 minute phone conversation, you know, Oh, like, maybe you should send me instead of the 2023 seven. They thought it was pretty even PFF thought it was about even. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, that's cheaper than what you got last year. Yeah, but it's further down the draft. No, it was. I'm sorry, it was. I got a little bit more because I got a four and only went up six spots, like ten percent instead Five of spots, twenty percent. Yeah. Um, in in the in the from forty to thirty five, going yep. up like twelve, thirteen percent. I probably would you would trade have it for uh, Raymond, and how high would you go? Um, I would be on the phone. The question is, how high can pick sixty four plus one fifteen get you? It's mm-hmm. not how high would you go. It's like, are, are you willing to accept sixty four plus one fifteen? Cause that's as high as I'll go. And if somebody doesn't want that, then I guess too bad. So sad. We're not moving up, um, but I'm not looking to trade away the uh, day, the day two capital other than pick 64. And I'm looking also to trade picks uh, 75 back into day three and get 2023 capital as well. So you come out of there like this problem is I don't have any faith that they will. Um, again, I almost lean into it here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Christian Watson, but actually uh, what was Christian Watson available at 63? Uh, he was not, he went to the Chiefs at like 61 like or 68 or something. Didn't he? Uh, he went the chiefs, which was one of the last picks. I think they're 62. No, he was available. There he is. Where Christian was at 62. Yep. 62. Yeah. You're right. Yep. You're That's right. The thing, yeah. You're right. So, all right. On that note, it's probably yep. about time we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I've been up since five. I woke up pissed off. Had trouble going back to sleep. Um, well, I sent you uh, Nate Tice's uh, scouting report on uh, Drake London and the grade. So hopefully you feel a little bit better about that because uh, Nate. Oh, Tice I'm sure is- that everybody's he's, like I said. It, on, on that note, it makes it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. you need a wide receiver, you got a good one. Okay, well, round peg, round hole. And uh, the other thing, everything about- else though, and I'm not sure. I, I feel like there's good wide receivers in every draft. Obviously, there are enough of them here that to take one first and not come back at all. Again, I, I think you could have moved down some and gotten gotten something back and filled some more holes if you wanted if you wanted a wide receiver. Yeah. I just I don't know. You couldn't have talked you couldn't have talked me into a wide any of the wide receivers over um over uh Kyle Jordan Hamilton Davis in that pick. Couldn't Hamilton. have done it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ethan coming in as a closer. We were waiting on you. That now we can go home. Uh, I guess we are home. Uh, Ethan says for all, for all of us, thank you for the mock drafts, even though we give you both grief, it's fun all around. I wouldn't know any of these players, but for your drafts and analysis, hashtag the closer. Thank you very much, Ethan, for supporting us and for the kind words, both tremendously helpful. And I know you're over there in Europe, but uh, hopefully we can see you, uh, tonight as well on the board and, um, enjoying day two of the draft. Uh, hopefully you can stay up for that. If not, I get it. You got things to do. You, not everybody can uh, stay up that late. And, uh, Mark also coming in here saying what time tonight? Scott, what time tonight are we going to be on? Uh, what time do you guys want to go on? What time's the draft start? Eight again? Uh, it starts an hour earlier today. 
an hour earlier. So, you know, I would say that that folks need to be on at uh, 6.55 Eastern. So 3.40, we'll probably be live at 3.45 mm-hmm. would be my assumption. Um, just gives us a little bit of time to get everything together. Um, but 3.45 is what I'm I'm expecting. So we'll see. Um, and uh, Muma 75, there's no way. What have we talked about? All, yeah, all day and, and how many linebackers are still there? You know, full results. You know, let's say, let's start down here at 42. You know, there's a bunch of linebackers. There. There's Leo Chanel at, at 47. Um, DeMarvin Leal, Abraham Lucas, Troy Anderson goes. They do have him higher. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't, you know, maybe Troy Anderson falls at 75. I'd take Troy Anderson at, at, at 75 in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. In a heartbeat, I would take him at 75. Um, love that guy. I love him. Yeah. Uh, Perry on Winfrey at 64. He's falling so much, but you know, I, I believe what I saw, I'm going to bleed my eyes on this one, you know, unless again, they're, they are operating with more with they're operating with more information than I have. So there might be something more into it, but the questions were about his motor and his drive and he went and just killed it mm-hmm. at the senior bowl. He was a practice week MVP. He was the game MVP. His measurables are great. Yes, please. You know, yeah. uh, the Broncos and Falcons are both lining up in three fours. He slots into that three, four end spot perfectly. Love this guy. Yeah. And then you can rush the passer when you come, uh, when, when you move into four, three and two um, passing situations. Perry yeah. on Winfrey for me. Yes, please. Yeah. And uh, real quick, uh, we have Malachi Martin coming in $2 super saying, are the wide receiver, wide receivers expendable now? No, they're not expendable. Um, but if somebody's offering me a 2023 one for Jerry Judy, I'm not hanging up the phone <laughs> right now, especially because, you know, the volatility in the NFL at 2023 one could be a top 10 pick next year. You know, you never know right. the range to get out of here. Let me play some, uh, let yeah. me play some sound for you real quick. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let me see if I can, I can find this. Um, let me make sure I can find it here. Over here we go. Listen to this. This is Colts general manager Chris Ballard on the wide receiver position. I think they've always been. I mean, I always say this: it's the most overgraded and overdrafted position in the draft. Um, like when we break it down, like we'll have grades on freaking every wideout now shifting through. What's and I think it's the. I think off the top of my head, I think it's the one that's the most drafted most players drafted in the draft is wide out um so yeah it's not and i don't know if it's ever been easy greg i think if you just look at history i don't know if it's ever been you know a real easy position and look usually when you know the quarterback has a lot to do with that too you know he can make he can make guys look good no um i do sorry i removed me but uh, again the quarterback has a lot to say about it um, but he's getting paid too. Offensive line has a lot yeah. to say about it. It is a dependent position to a certain extent. But as, as Ballard said, the overgraded and most overdrafted position in the NFL. Do you agree with yeah. that? I mean, probably be quarterback still. Would you agree with that? <sighs> or is mm-hmm. it probability based on the fact that there are the most taken, so therefore you will still have the most lower round guys hit because just sheer numbers? It really depends on the quarterback. It depends on where you are in a life cycle, and it depends on how good you are at evaluating these guys. If you don't have a wide receiver, you're cooked too. You need playmakers in space. It's an explosive play game right now, and if you don't have the guys on the outside to make explosive plays, 
you're not going to be able to consistently put together 10, 12 play drives and score touchdowns. For all um, the so. dynasties that I grew up with, I can tell you who the wide receivers were. Yeah. You know, I can. Um, now the Patriots, I can tell you the quarterback was. The, the, the wide receivers, to a certain extent, have been interchangeable over the course of Tom Brady's career. Um, but again, the big, strong body control wide receivers, mm-hmm. Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice were the two go-to guys for the 80s dynasties of the 49ers and the 90s uh, dynasties of the Cowboys. Um, Overgraded, overdrafted. Right now it might be overpaid <laughs> when there's one ball and you can you can spread it around. So yep. and they're I not show you one more. No, are they interchangeable? Maybe. Maybe. And I want to show you one more thing uh, before we get out of here, just because I had a very good uh, laugh with this one. Um, there we go. Can you see that? It's it's coming up. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the reaction to the uh, less need over here on the right and Sean McVay on the left to uh, Cole Strange, Chattanooga going in the look, look at Sean McVay's face um, going in the first round. Really, Cole really just went. Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first how round. Hey, where is how about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104, hey. maybe. <laughs> Oh my god, that's gonna come. Those are one of those. You're lucky he's not like at a. I mean, you can make an impact as a center, but you're not sacking the quarterback four times. You're not catching three touchdown passes. You're not throwing for four touchdown passes. You can get away with that a little bit better with an offensive lineman, yeah. Um, Because you know they're not doing sack dances, yeah. Touchdown celebrations, Um, but uh, that could come back to bite you big time. You know what? If uh, if any team has the ability to laugh right now, it is Les Need, F them picks, and Sean McVay. If if anybody has a, the ability to laugh at life right now, it's Sean yeah. McVay. Um, yeah. You know, I've I've seen his his real estate wife, his uh, <laughs> his uh, his Woo! real estate wife is is I got a pretty good idea what his bank account looks like. Oh man, his, his, he might not be able to raise his hand because of the new Super Bowl ring. Oh. You know, Sean McVay is. He's living the life, man. He's living the life. Yeah, I enjoy that. But the other, the other, on the other hand, they valued him enough to think that he was a target for them at 104. So you know, they did like uh, him. Sure, but, we uh, did too. And yeah. third. Yeah, that's. Uh, we'll see um, how that one plays a out. Strange. Um, everybody across all the different channels, Twitch, couple of YouTube accounts, couple of Facebook accounts. Hope you enjoyed it tonight. We certainly enjoyed today. Certainly enjoyed you being here today for sure. Yeah. And we had we had fun again, as always, this morning. Uh, thanks to several of our Super Chat superstars, including Ethan, Mark Schrader, as always. Uh, I'd have to scroll up again to, to take a look. There were so many of you that came in. I feel bad when I just single out a few. Like, I'm, I don't mean – T.D. Randall, I don't mean to be leaving anybody out. I promise you. I'm just – I'm not quite as good at remembering them off the top of my head. Um, so thanks to all of you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also be following us at Huddle Up Pod, at Mile High Huddle, and at BFB underscore pod as well. Uh, make sure you're joining us on our Facebook community, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle, as well as facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And if you have not done so yet, please subscribe, like, and share. We are going to be live again tonight. Shout out to Lawrence Rivera as well, saying no love again. Lawrence, I'm giving you love. Although your, your linebacker propaganda will not see the light of day in here. No, we'll see what happens to the Broncos do today uh, with pick 64, 75, and 96, as well as the Falcons as well. Um, so hopefully see you guys tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun again and uh, even greater and better and everything than day one because we're going to have some new Broncos in here. So thank you guys so much. 
Scott, uh, hopefully day two goes better for you. There's still a lot of trench players available. Should be fun for the Falcons. And you have four picks today. That's this is it's this Friday. Is I've been up since five, so a lot of my work's already done. Yeah, awesome. You're just gonna sit <laughs> gonna back get and a, enjoy. get outside, listen to some music, and cut the grass in the afternoon. There you go. Uh, well, guys, we're gonna get out of here. We will see you in a short bit, <laughs> really. Um, and uh, day two of the draft, my favorite day. Everyone have a great Friday. See you soon. Choose compassion. Choose kindness. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.